0: All right, we are here at the 2019 National Conference for uh, Wonder Women in Tech, Long Beach. Uh, We're sitting here with uh, Iris Hosea, the president of Festively. Thanks for joining us here. Thank
1: you so much for having me. How's the conference going so far? It's going amazing. You know, I'd never actually heard of this conference. And I'm part of a Facebook group, Yeah. and I actually received a free ticket from the founder on the Facebook group oh. and was able to come and join. So Very cool. I'm so excited to be here. I've met a lot of wonderful people and making new connections.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually our first time, too. We we hadn't really heard about it either. Um, i trying to remember how we even found out about it. But when we figured it, it was going to be focused on tech, and there was going to be... Um, some startups and some speakers that have started companies sort of uh, speaking. We figured, what the heck, let's just uh, set ourselves up and meet some founders. And we found you. So yes. thanks for uh, t- tell us about your startup.
1: Well, I want to first thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, of course. I was walking around visiting all the booths and you had a really nice booth set up. And so I inquired about what you do. And that's how we actually are kind of forming our professional relationship so I'm excited to see what happens in the future but our company Festively we are a startup we're gonna be launching very soon we do have our temporary site up if anyone is interested it's www.sofestively.com and we are an online marketplace that really are gonna be supporting all those rock star moms out there we call them mom stars who have to plan parties throughout the year and need one-stop resource to find all their party needs. And so we are a marketplace if you think about going online to connect with local vendors, find party balloons, jumpers, decorations, even unique ideas. We're gonna be the place to find all those things. Wow,
0: very cool. Where are you based at it?
1: We, um, we're based anywhere because we're an e-commerce company but I'm based in the San Gabriel Valley and my business partner, Patty Flores, is based out of San Fernando Valley.
0: Awesome, what stage are you in right now?
1: Right now yeah. we are in our pre-launch stage and so we are working with the developer to create the site. We did our self-funded round, then yeah. we did a friends and family round yep. and we have enough funds to get us launched. The great thing about the company is it's an online marketplace where we can start making revenue on day one And so we're in the process of selling, marketing, and pre-launching.
0: That's great. So um, planning a party or celebration. So walk us through a customer sort of journey. Uh, I know we discussed this morning that you have sort of two customers in a sense. One is going to be the actual businesses that Mm -hmm. sign up on your platform. And then two is going to be the actual consumer, the end consumer that... Comes on the platform to, to book or plan a party using your platform. Walk us sort of through, let's start with the customer, sort of so, so that the audience can get a sense for what the end, end customer would be buying through your experience on the so platform. So you think
1: about our customer, we see our customers being like a working mom who may have um, a couple of children, possibly married. And just in that scenario, you have a lot of parties that you plan. You have birthday parties, you have anniversaries, possibly for yourself, for your parents. You have parties for friends, bridal showers. And so the first thing that happens is someone will say, hey, let's set a date for a party. And then you start thinking about all the stuff that you need to find. Balloons, as I mentioned before, caterers, DJs. You start doing a lot of legwork you pick up the phone, you call a lot of people. And so we're trying to help you have an easier and simpler experience with planning your party. And so you would go onto our site at soulfestively.com and you would type in what you're looking for. So you would say chairs or balloons. You would type in the date of your event and you would type in your zip code, either where you are or where the party is going to take place. And you click search. Once you click search, all these local vendors will pop up within a certain mile radius of where you are. You can check availability, look for inspiration, and through all through our website, you can book that particular vendor that you're interested in. And it's really just that easy. I've been in the event industry for 15 plus years, so as my um, business partner, and there's a lot of legwork that goes into planning a party, and so out of our frustration, we've kind of birthed this idea and this business to really simplify that um, for a lot of people that are out there. Awesome. And we think that moms are the ones that do most of the party yeah, planning out absolutely.
0: there. Absolutely. So give us a, I guess, an example, I guess, of like, a case, what would a case study look like? Uh, a mom actually, let's say more than just chairs or whatever, mm-hmm. like they're busy, they're running around you know yeah. they just they want to simplify uh, the whole thing so they're, they're doing an event for whatever uh, a kid or something like that and
1: there's so many um, out there but a lot of times kids now have access to social media yeah and a lot of times the first thing you think about planning a party is a theme so if your kid comes with a theme that's very unique or you even have a theme for your party you're trying to find really unique items that fit that theme So beyond just a chair, you may need a chair with a certain color. You may need a balloon garland with a certain color. You may need decor with a certain color. Um, You may need to have a certain type of food. And you start calling your friends. You start texting people. A lot of times if you are a working mom, You're spending your lunch break kind of like planning this party, but would it be great if you could just come home at the end of the day, put everyone to bed and spend about 10, 20 minutes just going online, finding what you need immediately and booking it. And so really, if you think about um, the schedule of a busy mom, but also trying to have this Instagram worthy party, she's really a rock star because she takes a lot of time Um, to plan it to really kind of make this dream come true this vision come through come true and we want to help you make that happen through our website so there's an opportunity for you to get inspiration get ideas from other folks in the community and then for you to find exactly where they've booked those items where those items are sold or rented and then you can make that happen for your party at your home or your location
0: right now let's segue into the actual businesses themselves right so what kind of I mean, this first initial push, what kind of businesses are you looking for? Who have you been talking to uh, in terms of getting them on the platform?
1: We have found something that's so amazing in our outreach is that in the party industry, there's a lot of great communities of small businesses in the party industry that are supporting each other. And so you have an opportunity to support, and this is the one of the highlights of our experiences with really kind of growing our business, is that we can help and support other businesses. There is a lot of women-owned businesses within the industry yep. um, who have a lot of items, a lot of unique, just being creative with how they present their um, party items, or party essentials, um, or even what we call aesthetics, those added things that just make your party different from other folks. And so we've seen in the business space that it's a lot, sometimes it's working moms, it's sometimes moms that are launching a new business, but they don't have a lot of funds to do marketing, they don't have a lot of funds to do advertising, um, or they may not even have the technical skills to launch a full and robust website. So we want to offer them the platform on Festively to do all those things. And so a lot of the money that we are going to generate as revenue, we're gonna reinvest in our marketing, our advertising to continue to promote and bring people to our platform to support those businesses that are gonna be on our platform.
0: How are you gonna manage quality? Um, Are are you vetting businesses, or are you gonna let anyone be on the platform?
1: Well, right now we are marketing directly to businesses and communities who have already been established. So what we've noticed, um, there may be a community of 60 businesses who have really had a vetting process within themselves, meaning they deliver on time, their prices are reasonable, they have quality customer service, and they really give you a great party experience. We will not of course, in the long run, have the opportunity to vet and go through each one ourselves. And so we're going to be using a verified um, electronic service that allows us to check like their business, Mm. better business rating, really see what their um, um, e-commerce mark is um, out in the industry.
0: Got it. And what's this uh, side hustle (laughs) thing here? (laughs) Sell or rent your own party items. Do you know anyone them. that
1: has a side hustle going on right uh, now? I know a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. So if you think about, um, for us, we're thinking about moms who really love to plan yeah. the extravagant parties. Mm-hmm. And you put a lot of the party stuff in your closet. Maybe someone in the family will call you and ask you to borrow it. And we're saying, you know what? Let's put your party stuff to work um, for a profit. And so you can kick off your side hustle, still work full time or have a side gig and or just really take all that you want put it on our platform and sell it or rent it to um, people in your community people in your neighborhood because everyone will be searching by zip code Mm -hmm. and so once you put in the zip code of where your party supplies are located you'll have an opportunity to rent and sell to other people so you can make a revenue off of those um, decorations or those tables or chairs that's sitting in your garage
0: so is there anything like that out there the market now?
1: Right now, um, we consider ourselves to be a full service. Yeah. There are a lot of platforms where you can search for businesses, um, but we are tailored So, so just some components
0: of some of the things you're, yes. you're uh, addressing. And you, you guys are more sort of an end-to-end yes. solution, right? Absolutely. This stuff? Yeah. Very cool. So what is, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. you're your, uh, your, your early stage, but you've managed to raise some money and build a Get a working platform going. You're gonna do some marketing. You're gonna do a push, which is all commendable. It's it's a lot further than a lot of the, some of the startups even we've we started to work with. Um, what's what's the kind of the big goal? Like what what do you hope to see? to see you know come out of this uh, like well, why, why just start this the, you know the first well place?
1: there there's there's a, a, a couple things I can respond to yeah. so um, for one we like I said we've been in the event industry and we planned a lot of parties there's a lot of frustration yeah. around with the legwork so that was kind of where the idea was Um, originated from. But as we are continuing to grow this platform, we see how we can support other women-owned businesses. Mm -hmm. We also see how that we can really kind of support a community of folks that we have been um, building relationships with um, to really promote and get the word out. And then there's a lot of moms that are just frustrated. Not everyone likes planning parties. They may like to go to parties, um, but the planning of it. And then even if you're planning it, if you're someone like me, I'm so into the logistics of everything that's happening, I don't even get to enjoy the party that I'm actually planning. So really kind of creating a simplified process so that the celebration is one that you can have fun planning and also enjoy once you're doing it. Um, and you're right, we have done a friends and family friend friends and family fundraising round that that was a beast all of itself uh, really just tell me about navigating yeah. <laughs> how to raise funny funds how,
0: how many family members <laughs> all of a sudden are broke when, when you're <laughs> looking for money I know when we raised our round for our startup a uh, little side project we had we said 20, 25k should be easy right we start you know talking to family and it's like at least for us the people we never thought invest invested and the people we we thought we'd count on just dipped like just ghosted us and we're like okay i see you know i, I see how it is um, That's it's very is, interesting
1: it's exactly our experience yeah. and I think I took it a little harder um, than my business partner did because there was family that I talked to almost every day. We go on vacation, we travel together, and um, I don't like to say this, but there are some people like, you know they have. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And they did not, you know, they did not support me, and I was a little um, emotional about it, but I've listened to a lot of podcasts, I've gotten a lot of advice, and... Um, It's good to hear you say that that that's very common. Very common. And so I was able to kind of like dust off, you know, dust off, dust off my emotional scars and and move on. But right now, um, one of our biggest challenges is we're two different individuals. And we're trying to figure out our marketing strategy as one voice for the company. Yeah. And so that's what we've been spending a lot of time on, is what we want our brand to be, um, what we want our voice to be, and how do we remain authentic and connect with our audience. Because we're both moms, we're both married, we have two boys, and we work full-time jobs. And so um, we're kind of really marketing to ourselves, but we don't want to market to ourselves because we're too close to it. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, this is all good. Um, Last thing, where do you see, I mean, you you mentioned you're full-time, obviously. So this this is your side hustle right now. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, you know, assuming all things go well, the platform grows, you get, you know, the growth you want. Where do you see this in a couple of years? Like what what's your dream for, for this startup?
1: Absolutely. So we've done our kind of like our projections and our forecasts for the upcoming years. So ideally yeah. we see ourselves being able to walk away from our full time jobs in yeah. about three to five years. Okay. And that's about average um, that we've we've heard, but we really see this as creating um, a lifestyle. Because one thing that we're going to do, which is in the future, is create what's called Festively Families, where mm. we have a nonprofit arm that is really going to help um, plan a celebration or a party for um, a young student that's either in need or surviving some type of um, sickness. Mm. And so one thing we want to do is find a way to just infuse ourselves into this industry and just not only make um, the platform of Festively Experience, but really so into the lives of the people um, who are going to be using our platform. So we want to have an opportunity to give back as well.
0: That is awesome. So as part of giving back, uh, what will you say, or what would you say to a female founder or someone who's got, you know, a startup um, listening right now that's kind of, you know, maybe struggling with. Um, just the courage to sort of do it, even if, you know, whether it's someone is at home with kids or at a job full time, but has an idea or, you know, a passion to start something. Well, what would you say to, to them?
1: Um, Patty and I talk about this all the time. Yeah. So we meet um, our conference calls are Tuesdays and Thursdays, 9 p.m. to midnight wow, so after nice. we every week. And after we put the kids to bed and fed the families, and one thing I will say, um, two things that people can do. Yeah. One is remain consistent. Yep. Um, the energy that you put out in the world is what you get back. And So if you continue to put your energy into your side hustle, your business, whatever you're passionate about, you're going to seek returns. Um, and then the second thing is to um, have an accountability partner before we went into business together, Patty and I were accountability partners, is someone that you can just check in with to just give you the support and encouragement, because there's going to be times where you're going to be too tired to do it. Um, You know, you're not going to have the energy. There's going to be conflicts in your personal life with what you want to follow up on. And so if you have someone that could be a cheerleader in your background, um, Just do that. Someone on the sidelines that can continue to root you on. So be consistent and have an accountability partner is what I'll say.
0: That is great advice. So thanks for chatting with us and uh, good luck with this. Hopefully we'll be working together soon. Absolutely,
1: Um, and thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, thank you. We're here with Meredith from SheTV Media. We're at Wonder Women Wonder Women Tech uh, National Conference. How are you
2: doing? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're actually
0: uh, booth buddies. (laughs) Yeah, we're neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) Neighbors here at the conference. How's it going so far? It's
2: been great. Honestly, this like expo has been really awesome. We've met so many cool people that are just doing really awesome things and everyone is very supportive.
0: Totally. Yeah. Tell us about SheTV Media. Yeah,
2: sure. So SheTV Media um, is our video production company. We're full service female run and we create everything from branded content, social media, marketing videos to promotional videos all the way to documentaries and narratives. Oh, so wow. yeah, we are just um, in post-production on a big documentary series we've been working on. And then we have two other web series that we've been working on that we're hopefully premiering soon.
0: Cool. Can you give us a little bit about any of them? Yeah. Like, what, what's it about?
2: Yeah, so our documentary series is called Scars Unseen, and it's about triumph of the human spirit in domestic violence cases. Mm. Um, so we're really trying to focus on the hopeful aspect and the recovery process for people who have gone through this and the types of healing and... And, um, trauma recovery that they have themselves found to be helpful um, and a lot of these um, individuals have turned their lives into paying it forward and are utilizing it to help other people who have gone through similar situations or are currently in a situation like them um, and really trying to make sure that they put the best foot forward and you know take charge of their life and see how they can be of help to the next person.
0: Wow that's awesome. Thank you. What? So this is a tech event, I guess. Um, are, do you have any? What like? What's your tech? I guess. Um, what I'm trying to ask is, do you have? clients or content around tech or how, how are you involved in tech?
2: Yeah, so um, tech specifically through Wonder Woman Tech. Yeah. Um, we've partnered with Elisa May, who is the founder of Wonder Woman Tech. We're creating um, the highlight video for Wonder Woman Tech as well as some of her other promotional content. Um, and we just loved what she was standing for. And we've also worked with a couple of Kickstarter campaigns and tech startups mm, um, and created product videos for them. Yeah. So we do have clients in the tech industry um, and we're hoping to ourselves you know incorporate tech into our business by creating our own streaming platform oh, okay. um, which is the goal to create she media as a network
0: it's a network uh, well, how, are, how are you going to get content are you are you going to produce it or source it or both
2: both. both. So we would be creating our own original content, which we typically do now, and then also incorporating other filmmakers and creatives works to house on our platform as well. Cool. So it becomes this whole collaborative yeah. community.
0: That is cool. Yeah. Uh, how's that looking the platform? Well, yeah. How far along are you? So I we're
2: guess? in the development stage of that, but mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, 2020, Yeah. knock on wood. Yeah. We can <laughs> we can get something out there to the world.
0: That's pretty cool. Uh what's the what's next? Besides the platform, where where are you looking to take this?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think definitely the platform is something that will hope grow us to the level that we want to be. Um, ideally, like I said, we want to be the network. So we want to be creating, you know, in-house content, having like a SheTV media studio similar to like a Netflix originals, but where we would be creating our own um, content, you know, narrative form and short form and also, you know, web series based. And then also having um, other people come in and utilize our space and collaborate with us under the SheTV media right. kind of brand
0: awesome so you and uh, your partner look pretty young so <laughs> what would you say to young women that want to kickstart something or start a business uh, yeah yeah what, what, what advice would you give them the
2: advice I would give is that um the best thing that I have learned <laughs> is that okay should I wait for no, the no, you're, you're uh, good. <laughs> for the they're beeping like bringing, noise they're bringing like I know the, they're like uh, kicking us out of here <laughs> they're trying to, the to move ones. everyone out and we're like we're yeah. having an interview here can you wait um Hold for sound. Um, just kidding. Uh, I would basically say that there, you are never going to be 100% ready for anything. And you just have to, if your heart is set on it, you just have to do it. Everyone will give you a million reasons why not to do something. And if you're passionate about starting something on your own, do it. You're the only person that is in your way. You know, you just have to do it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's great. Well, thanks for chatting. It, yeah. was, it was nice and quick, and we're being kicked out of this hall. I know, so we're being kicked out. I think uh, <laughs> it's a good, good place to stop. Yeah, so thanks good luck for, with everything. Thank you.
2: I thanks. appreciate that. Oh. Thank you. I
0: appreciate it. <laughs> Steven.
2: Oh, I was like, this is fun. Before they kick us out Your of here. Your next person is here. <laughs> thanks, I
0: was You can leave it. Is it still red? Okay. I forgot to do the clap we are getting kicked out of here. What time are they tell me they're going to get out. They didn't say. Oh, okay. So, I, I, honestly, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. It's just casual. I'll just, we'll yeah. just chat it up uh, for five minutes, whatever. Um, three, two, one. Uh, we're here with a good friend of ours here at Sightbox, Stephen Chaparro. Uh, we're here at Wonder Women Tech 2019 National Conference. And you, my friend, were a speaker I was busy. You yeah. were busy. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It was a fun, fun event to be at. Yeah. For sure.
0: Tell us about yesterday.
3: So yesterday I had the opportunity to give a talk. Um, I was uh, at the innovate stage, which is down here in the expo and talking about co-designing the employee experience. And yeah. then due to some of my work with one of the major sponsors of the work of the conference, uh, the office of civic innovation here in the city. We also did a smart city workshop mm. here in... This is the hands-on the, thing you were doing yeah, over here, right? Yeah, that was for about an hour workshop that we did with helping people just explore how can the city use technology to improve their services and allow people to be more human.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. Um, So tell us how you're involved with with Long Beach in general. So
3: I live here in Long Beach. I'm a resident. I've been here for six years. And um, my work in the past has been mostly in the area of architecture. Mm -hmm. And so I got a little bit restless within what I call the four walls of architecture. And I wanted to learn how to apply everything that I've learned about design, design principles, design processes, and apply them to other, other things than just buildings. Yeah. So I wanted to explore how design may help us um, better our services, better our products, um, but more than anything improve the way the culture works within our workplaces. Right. So I had an opportunity to meet uh, Tracy Kulunga, who is the, um, the chief innovation officer here at the city. Mm-hmm. And as we started to share some of my work, Uh, we found an opportunity for me to serve the Office of Civic Innovation as an external design strategist and help them formulate some processes because uh, the Office of Civic Innovation, what they do is they are the in-house innovation consultancy for all city departments within the city of Long Beach.
0: So you say design innovation? Yeah. Tell us, like, in a nutshell, what, what, what does that mean?
3: So for us, using design... And one of the things that we talk about is design thinking. Design thinking is a methodology. It's a set of tools. And it's a certain type of mindset that you can use as a framework to go through. It's a process that you can start to really solve some of the, the most complex problems. So what's happened in the past is many times our problems have been very predictable. Therefore, you could probably identify very quickly what the solutions are. But as things get very complex, not only do you not know what the solution is, but in many cases you don't even know what the real problem is. So you need a framework to help you uncover what is the true problem to be solved. And as soon as you do that, then you start to arrive at some ideas, some solutions. You prototype those, you test those, and then based on that information, you might go the circular process of being able to make sure that you're solving for the right problem and you're developing the right solution. So. Design is a way of thinking uh, to solve those, those, those complex problems and, um, and so we use that to change the way we deliver, say in the context of a city, how do you deliver the best type of service and there's different types of service, there's fire, fire mm-hmm. service, there's police service, there's waste management, there is plan checking, permitting, all those different types of things services that the residents of a city might have and so the city wants to understand how can they better what one might call the citizen experience within the city of long beach but then it creates this whole area of work called civic innovation
0: so how do then startups right which we talk to a lot of startups we work with a lot of them they go they go really quick from sort of a small uh, team for example, you know, early stage might be raising money to sort of get to the next level. Then they quickly have to go from let's say a half a dozen people to 50 people. Then cuz I I've heard you talk about culture as well. Yeah. So how how do, what do they need to do when they go from like 6 6 to 50 like overnight? Yeah, well you know those are I mean? some major shifts and I think yeah. one thing's
3: the things that I talk about is many times the culture of an organization could be very different when they're at say five and and they love it it's all these friends that are working together and they have a really great culture but when they do scale to say 50 they can probably very easily scale the customer experience but what is very hard is to scale that the culture or the employee experience and so where the ceo may have one point been the architect of that culture Um, that founder has to really start to take a different approach and say what can I do to not just be the architect of the culture but to actually be a facilitator so I allow my team to help me determine what the culture will look like moving forward I can give as a CEO certain parameters about what are the non-negotiables but everything else I want other people to help contribute to what that looks like because a CEO who has a really tight grip on the culture and says nothing else will change well that's that's not possible as you grow things will change as you yeah. introduce new layers of leadership as you introduce a cto or whatever all of that's going to change
0: sure cool well i'm gonna probably ask you one more thing since we're getting <laughs> actually kicked out here yeah. uh this expo floor um do you have any advice for any startup founders that you know that are super early and they're might you know they're trying to not just worry about their product and their mm-hmm. go-to-market strategy yeah. and all that, but also like creating a, like you said, a, an environment where, they can attract good people.
3: Yeah. To come and you know, be a well, part th- of their mission. I think the thing to think about is to be a good listener and to be have a good read on your team, and to create an environment. Some might call it of an environment of psych- psychological safety, mm-hmm. where people have the ability to speak up and not be in fear of losing their jobs for speaking up. And I think the more and more you can be empathetic to what your team really thinks and feels, and that you can make adjustments within the company to address those things, you'll be in a really good spot. But if you're trying to really control things and not let things waver from what you perceive how things need to be, I think then you run into the danger of having a command and control type of Mm. culture that as you start to scale it will no longer be feasible for you to have right
0: good stuff well thanks for chatting with us man thank you appreciate Uh, it i'll see you guys later bye